If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 33. We will read verse 24 and verse 25. And if you are able, would you please stand tonight as we honor the reading of the Word of God. Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 24 to 25 reads this. And of Asher, he said, Asher is most blessed of sons. Let him be forever favored by his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Your sandals shall be iron and bronze as your days. So shall your strength be. Let's look at verse 25 again. Your sandals shall be iron and bronze as your days. So shall your strength be. Let's pray. Lord, we are so grateful for Your sweet presence here tonight. We're grateful that we know our Redeemer lives. God, that You are here with us, living now, working in us now. God, we're thankful for the messages of the songs tonight, God. And Lord, I yield myself to You at this time and ask God that You would preach me tonight. God, that You would work through me. God, that You would have Your way with our people, God, in this place who have gathered to worship You, that tonight You would speak to us, Lord. God, I pray if there be anything in me that would hinder Your moving tonight, God, I pray for forgiveness. Thank You for the blood of Jesus. I thank You for grace and mercy. And God, I pray for an outpouring of Your Holy Spirit tonight upon us. God, I pray that we're not only challenged, but that we're changed. God, I pray that You would speak to the inner man tonight. And God, that we would leave different than we came in. God, have Your way. God, we confess that we need You. God, we need an awakening. We need revival, Father, in our hearts, Lord. And may it start tonight here in this place. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach to you tonight on the sermon thought, Strength will be there waiting. Strength will be there waiting. In Deuteronomy chapter 33, we are reading Moses' final words, his final blessing, his final commands to the people of Israel. Moses has taken them as far as he can take them. Moses is preparing to die. God has told Moses that he will die soon. The uh helm of the ship, if you will, is being turned over to Joshua. And the, is, the history of Israel is getting ready to take on a new era. And in his last dying moments, Moses is encouraging the people of Israel. And to the tribe of Asher, to the people of Asher, he said, Asher is most blessed of sons. Let him be favored by his brothers. Let him dip his foot in oil. And he says, Your sandals shall be iron and bronze. As your days, so shall your strength be. I think it is an interesting thing for him to tell them that as their days, so shall their strength be. It automatically implies that there will come a day when they need strength. That there will come a day that they need to be aware of down the road, around the corner, when they will need strength that they do not currently have in this day. There is a whole lot of 
positive preaching that is going on in our country. And when I say positive preaching, I'm not against positive preaching. I'm not against grace. I'm not against mercy. We would be hopeless without grace and without mercy. But when I look at the the uh, entourage of preaching people happy that is happening in our country, I find a couple of things. Number one, it's not working. We are still yet the most depressed generation of all time. And the message that we go through hardship, and the message that you better expect hardship down the road, is a message that is kind of contrary to what we are used to hearing today in our society. There is a whole lot of preaching about how to get your blessing. About how to get your uh, life turned around in three great steps. About how to be financially prosperous. About how to be happy. How to be the best person that you can be in, in 12 steps. How to change this part of your life in, in, in four steps. And, and, and how you can, through uh, various different ways, position yourself to receive, receive, and receive. But there's not a whole lot of preaching about what do you do when you don't receive? What do you do when God doesn't do what you thought God was going to do? What do you do when you find out that life sometimes is hard? In some ways, Moses was telling these people to get ready for what lies ahead. There would be wars to come. There would be battles to fight. There would be people who would die. There would be cities to take over. There would be a, a, a battle to take place and it would cause them to have to get strong and to get ready for the fight that laid ahead. Sometimes everything goes wrong. I don't care who you are. Sometimes everything goes wrong. Even for God's faithful. Abraham waited till he was over 100 years old to have the promised son. Abraham knew what it was like to have a hard day. Abraham knew what it was like to have the day when his wife finally said, I can't have the stepson around anymore. I don't like him and I don't like his mom. And Abraham had to go to the stepson's mother and to his own son and tell them they had to go. He knew what it was like to have a bad time. He knew what it was like to face hardship. Moses knew what it was like to wander in the wilderness for 40 years, wondering if he had lost God's plan for his life. Many of us forget that Moses was 80 years old when he had the burning bush experience. He was out wandering. He was away from God in essence. He was wondering what was going to happen with his life. Would he just die in the wilderness? David had some hard times. We heard this morning about David and Goliath and we all know of the great things that David did and the kingdom that he built and he was the greatest king that Israel ever did know and he is a mighty man in the sight of God and he's the man after God's own heart. But brothers and sisters, David had some hard times. David had some days where he did nothing but weep all day long and they could not console him. They could not comfort him. They could not get him to eat a bite. They couldn't do a say a word to change the brokenness of his heart. David knew what it was to have some hard times. Elijah hid in a cave. 
Hebrews chapter 11 tells us of the persecution of the prophets. It, it tells us that even God's faithful go through times of challenge and difficulty. Paul said, filled with the Holy Ghost, walking in the power of the Spirit, healing the sick, raising the dead, writing the Gospels. The Apostle Paul himself said, we are pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. I don't know about you, but hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted, struck down, those are not words I think of when I think of just have faith and just enjoy life and just claim your victory and just have success. Those are words of difficulty. Sometimes life gets hard. Paul said five times, I've received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often. In perils of water. In perils of robbers. In perils of my own countrymen. In perils among false brethren. In weariness, in toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and in nakedness. It's that part of Paul's life most of us aren't ready to sign up for. It's that part of Christianity and real life that a lot of times we are afraid to address in the church. Because we're afraid if we tell you the truth that sometimes life is hard. And that sometimes it gets difficult. And there are times your faith will be challenged. And everything you believe about God and the nearness of God will seem like you can't reach and find Him. And that He has no ears to hear. There are times that you will find yourself wondering, God, where are you at? This is the secret of ministry. That behind every gift, there is a price to be paid. This was the price Paul paid to be the Apostle Paul. That was the cost. God gave him the calling and God gave him the gift. The cost just comes with it. It costs to serve God. There's a price to be paid. It's not always easy. Sometimes life gets hard. And in Moses' final prayer of blessing over the tribes of Israel, he says, Your sandals shall be iron and bronze as your days, so shall your strength be. I want to preach to you on three simple points tonight. Number one, put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Your sandals shall be iron and bronze. That was not a literal statement. It wasn't that they would have shoes that were iron or bronze. It was a symbolic statement that the road that you're traveling is going to be rough. That where you're going is going to be hard. But God will clothe you with what is necessary to make it down that path. There are some rough roads to be had in this thing we call life. 
There are some rough roads to hoe if you're going to serve God and do what God's called you to do. But God has promised that on that road, He has promised that whatever you're facing, He has promised that whatever you go through, He will give you the strength to get through it. He will put iron on your feet. And when everybody else would have failed, when it's you thought you couldn't have made it, when it seems like the path was too tough, you'll find that God Himself has given you everything necessary to go exactly where He has led you. This is a promise of what's to come. There are rough roads ahead. I would never take back one day of the last 15 years of my life serving God. It's been the greatest journey. There's just, I, could, I could spend all night telling you what a great journey it's been. But you need to understand something. This journey that I've been on, it's also had some rough roads. It's also had something I wasn't ready for. I didn't know it was going to be that hard. Had I known it was going to be that hard, I wouldn't have signed up. I wouldn't have went. Had I known that was what was going to take place, had God showed me, here's the path to get where you're going to be. Had God showed Joseph, I'm going to make you king one day. You're going to be head of the land. You're going to be second to Pharaoh, but you're going to go through pain. You're going to go through suffering. You're going to be imprisoned. You're going to be treated wrong. You're going to... Joseph would have said, nope, give somebody else that job. But God uses these roads to direct us. And I'm telling you, it's been the greatest life that I could have ever dreamed of. It is greater than my wildest dreams. It is better than the best thing I'd ever thought of. But there have been some rough roads that I have had to go across to get here. And I have no doubt there will be more roads ahead that I'm just going to have to trust God. God, it don't look like I can walk that thing. doesn't look like I can climb that hill. doesn't look like my feet can make it across that. But God said, put your shoes on. Your sandals will be iron or bronze. You're going to make it through no matter how rough the road is. There are rough roads all of us face. We don't all face the same roads, but we all face rough ones. Some of you know what it's like to battle foot putting food on the table. You didn't think it was going to be that hard serving God. You didn't think you were ever going to have to wonder where your food was going to come from. You didn't think you were ever going to have to wonder how you're going to provide heating, electricity for your children so that they can go to sleep in a home that's got power and heat in it. It's a rough road sometimes. Raising children. It's a rough road sometimes. You love them. You try to teach them right. Tell them about God. Bring them to church. And I can't tell you why. Some of them stay faithful. Some of them just never go down the wrong road. And some of them just keep on serving God. And some of them in the same home with the same parents and the same upbringing. Turn and go this way. Break a parent's heart. Raising children sometimes in this day in this society. The road's not always easy. God said, I'll give you shoes for your feet to make it through that road. You just keep walking. Marriage is a rough road. Sometimes marriage is tough. 
I've watched people bury their loved ones. I did a funeral recently with a 27-year-old mother as she laid in the casket with her baby in her arms, both of them killed in a car wreck. We have a lady in our church that's buried her son, grand, grandchildren. That's not the path that we would pick for ourselves. You see, if you don't know as a Christian that you're going to face hard times, you'll be blindsided when they come. You won't know how to handle them. And I've watched Christians by the multitude because they bought the half-truth. The half-truth. That Christianity is all good. Christianity is good, and in a sense, it's all good because God is with us in the storm and God is with us in the hard times. He promised to never leave us or forsake us. But the fact that God is good and the fact that He is with us does not negate us from going through the hardships of life. You've got to put your shoes on. Number two, put your strength on. As your days are, so shall your strength be. As your days are. Certain days we need different strength. Some days I need more strength than others. Some days I need a little bit more strength to handle you and you. And some days I need a little bit more grace to handle me. And some days I need a little more strength to have faith that God is still hearing me and that God is with me and that it's going to be okay. The day that I, the strength that I need today might look vastly different from the strength I need tomorrow, but thank God that as my day is, so shall my strength be. Put your strength on in the day of battle. Something the children of Israel were going to be facing was battle. War is chaos. Especially in this day and age, any war is chaos. It doesn't matter. War today is chaos. But can you imagine a day and age such as Joshua's day when it was pretty much fist-to-fist combat? That's how you went to battle. You might have got close enough to shoot arrows, but it was fist-to-fist combat. Most of your gear only allowed you to see right in front of you. And there's thousands of people all around, the clanging of armor. I'm telling you something, war was a strange thing back then. It could be confusing. It was chaos. There was people that were hurting. There was, it, was a, it was a violent scene. And in the day of battle, when it's time for war and confusion is all around you, you need to know something. God is there. God is there. I hate being in battle. I don't like it. I just don't. I don't know about you, but when I get when I'm attacked, I just want everybody away because because I'm swinging. I don't want to hit you. I don't know if you're on my side or not. All I know is I'm fighting and I'm in a battle and I feel like I'm going down and I've got to swing and I've got to somehow get space and it is chaos and it is confusion. And I'm telling you something, there's a place in your life and your Christianity when it'll feel like you can't go another day. It'll feel like you can't fight this battle. It'll feel like you can't grip the sword any longer. But I'm here to tell you today, as your day is, your strength shall be in the moment of your weakness, in the moment of battle. Understand, you don't have to look to yourself for your strength. Look to your Redeemer and know, God, I'm going to make it through this. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know about today. I've got the strength today to make it. God, You promised to be there. You promised to give me strength for the day. Let's live it one day at a time. We need strength in the day of battle. 
Don't give up. We need strength in the day of need. And I tell you something, we all have the day of need. It does not matter how wealthy you are. There are certain things that we all need. Maybe you need love. Maybe you need forgiveness. It's an awful thing to truly want to be forgiven and not be offered forgiveness. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you have physical need. Maybe you have bills that need paid. Maybe you need food on the table. God is there in the day of need. I'm reminded of Elijah. During the famine, God sent him to the creek, to the brook. The Bible tells us he fed him by ravens. You might find this humorous. But I'm not telling it to humor you. I've sat on my porch before and looked to the air and wondered if ravens were going to come down. Because I knew that God could. And I knew that God had. And I was just knowing God was going to meet the need. I knew He would. But I didn't know how. I didn't see any other way but ravens. I've walked back to my mailbox before three times in a day. I can't tell you why other than faith. But I can stand here before you and tell you today, God has always been there and supplied in the time of need. Put your strength on in the day of temptation. You know, I think that often we're tempted the most after the battle and after the need. It's when we're weak. It's when we're exhausted. We've been fighting. We've been trying to stand strong. We've been doing all that we can to stay faithful to God, to keep our focus on God. We were convinced, I don't know if I can make it another hour. I don't know if I can make it through the end of the day. And somehow, God supplies strength in the hour. God supplies strength in the day. And we lay down at night and we're thankful that God supplies strength. And we think, I don't know how I'm going to get up and do it tomorrow. But someday you get up and it's like the storms are gone. And you're weak. Tired of fighting. Tired of standing strong in your faith. Temptation comes. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10.13, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Brother, sister, listen to me carefully. I wish I could stand here before you and tell you if you serve God and you love God and you sincerely desire to honor Him with your entire life that you won't be tempted. I wish I could tell you that. I wish I could tell you that your old flesh would just totally go away and that you won't desire that which is wicked. That you won't desire at times to sin against God. That you won't hunger for what you ought not have. That you won't thirst for what you ought not drink. But that's not the truth. We are all tempted. 
God, the devil comes against us, but God gives us strength. The devil will tempt you when you're weak. He will come after you, but you need to understand something. There is not a temptation that you have faced that God will not supply strength to come up out of. You have to know it. You're going to be tempted. You will, don't matter how much you love God. It doesn't matter. I am tempted. Don't shake your head like you're surprised. You're tempted too. Mm-hmm. You're tempted too. I know you are. Because the Word of God stands. No matter how we act, no matter what type of speech we put on, no matter how much we come in and act pious, you're tempted. I'm tempted. But here's what i got to know. Number one, just because I'm tempted, that don't mean there's something wrong with me. It means I'm human. And number two, no matter how much fury, no matter how much power all of hell unleashes together against me to try to tempt me to sin against my God, the Word is declared that in that moment, my God will make a way of escape. There is a way out of this thing. I do not have to give in to this temptation. No matter how strong it is, no matter how powerful it is, no matter how much I crave it, my God has given me strength to overcome it. And I am coming up out of this thing. I am not giving in. I am not going back. I am not turning around. I'm going to stand strong in faith and I'm going to escape this temptation. Put your strength on in the day of loneliness. Yeah. In the day of loneliness. You know, it's possible to be in a crowd and feel like you're all alone. It is. You've got to be careful when you get lonely because you start to get bitter at everybody else. Loneliness is very real. Loneliness is really nothing more than, than, than the feeling of I'm alone. And, and you don't have to feel... I mean, you, you don't have to be away from people to feel alone. You can feel like nobody understands you. Nobody knows what you're going through. Nobody knows what's going on in this mind of yours. Nobody knows what's going on in this heart of yours. And, and you just like, feel like there's nobody you can talk to about it. You can't explain it. They won't understand. You could be married with kids in the house. Go to work every day. Be around people at your work. Spend your entire day talking to people and still feel all alone. Think about Elijah in the cave. You remember. You know, it's interesting that Elijah went to the cave as a direct result of the victory on Mount Carmel. There are few victories in all of the Old Testament. It's arguable that there's not any that are more notable and more powerful than Elijah's victory on Mount Carmel where he calls fire down from heaven, licks up the altar, slays all the false prophets that were there. I mean, it was a big day. We're talking one man versus about 850. Me versus all of you. And God shows up. God is faithful. Those are the types of things we look for. I mean, we hear that story and we think, I want to be Elijah. Don't you? I want to be Elijah. I want to be God's man. I want to be that man that walks with that power that, that when he prays, just a, a few words that he prays and fire comes down from heaven. I want to be that guy. The next day, Jezebel said, you go tell Elijah that what he did to those 850 prophets, that's what I'm going to do to him. 
And Elijah, the Bible says when he saw that. Isn't that interesting? He didn't say when he, it doesn't say when he heard that. It says when he saw that. You look at it. It's 1 Kings chapter 19. What did he see? He's the one that had the sword the day before. Slaying. I'm telling you something. It was a bloody mess. He's the one that saw what happened. He's the one that saw the massacre. There's nobody that saw it closer than he did. Up front, his eyes right here. He began to see himself the way his enemies were the day before. Destroyed. Dead. Over with. You start seeing yourself the way the enemy wants you to see yourself. It's amazing the victory that you can go from one day to the defeat you can go to the next. Hey, we're all the same. There's no spiritual superpowers in this house that just always love God and always feel powerful and always think what we should think and always feel like everything's going to be okay. I can't explain it. There have been days I've been on the mountain and I woke up and it's like, wow, how'd you get to the valley? Would you roll down there in your sleep? What's different right now than what was going on 12 hours ago? But I see it all differently now. And Elijah went and hid in a cave. That I'm the only one here. You see, Elijah was emotionally, physically, and spiritually exhausted. He's part of ministry. He's part of the call of God. Don't give up in the day of loneliness. Put your strength on, finally, in the day of weakness. There is a day of weakness. Here's what Paul said about it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The wonder of weakness. It's marvelous. God is so above our ways and above our understanding. His his power is perfected in our weakness. Here's all I want you to get today about weakness. There will be days when you're weak. There will be days when you have absolutely no strength in yourself at all to do anything. But in your weakness, if you will learn to look to Him... If you will remember that as your day is, so shall your strength be. And you look at the strength that God gives, and you hold on to that strength that God gives, even when you're feeling weak, even when you don't understand how you're going to make it, how you're going to see it through, how you're going to meet this need, how you're going to make it another day. Understand, brothers and sisters, that in your weakness, as you look to Him and His strength alone, His strength is perfected in your day of weakness. Notice, in our text, as your day is, so shall your strength be. As your day is, so shall your strength be. This is a needed word for us today. In Proverbs chapter 12 and 25, the Bible says, Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. And then in verse 
chapter 15, 23, a word spoken in due season. How good is it? This truth that as your day is, so shall your strength be, is a word spoken in due season. This isn't just a passage for when everything's right. This is a passage for when everything's wrong. When you don't know how you're going to make it. When you don't know where God is. You know, we don't really need a lot of help being told how to act when everything's right. I know how to act when everything's right. I know what to do on the mountaintop. I know what to do when everything's going good and when everything is working like it should and when everything makes sense to me and I see the whole picture. I know how to act in that day. Happy. Joyful. Excited. Thankful. That's how I act then. And that's how you should act then. It's easy. But I don't believe this is a word for that day. This is a word for the day when everything doesn't make sense. When you're not real sure how you're going to make it. When you don't know how you're going to get through. God said, as your day is, so shall your strength be. When all of hell has conspired against you and you feel like your world is about to end, you can remember this word that as your day is, so shall your strength be. Notice it only comes in that day. Not before and not after. No wonder Jesus said, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient is the day for its own trouble. I think one of the reasons that we often walk around weaker than we should is because we're trying to take today's strength to deal with tomorrow's junk. Just take the strength that God gives today and live today and deal with today and know that tomorrow God will give you strength to get through them too. But it comes in that day. You would have fallen apart, but there was strength for the day. God knows your days. Job 14.5 says, Since His days are determined, the number of His months is with you. You have appointed His limits so that He cannot pass. God has determined your days. The number of your months, God knows. And then God says, As your days are, so shall your strength be. You know what that tells me? God says, I know every one of your days. I knew them before you were ever made. Before you were formed in the womb, I knew your days. And I knew that day when you would get that news and everything would seem like it was spiraling out of control. And I had a certain measure of strength for you on that day. It was different than the measure of strength you needed the day before. And it was different than the measure of strength you would need a month down the road. But on that day, I have a measure of strength for you. And you will make it through because as your days are, so shall your strength be. It's amazing the things that we can handle, that we can make it through. I mean, it's amazing. As I was putting this sermon together, I literally thought about a few people. One of them was Laura Heisman. She's not here tonight because she's at the hospital with her daughter. I thought about her. And I thought, had you went back two years ago and asked her if she could have made it through the last year, she would have said, there's no way, I I don't have that type of strength. It would drive me crazy. I'll die going through that. If you would have told her everything that she was going to go through and put that all in, in one day and tried to let her deal with it, she, it would have just, who knows what would have happened. But one day at a time, God was faithful. One day at a time, God gave strength. I thought about the Berry family. 
I thought about how God revealed to the Barry family before Jacob was ever born that we're going to give you a son that's going to have an extreme form of muscular dystrophy and, 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 and you're going to have to raise him on a ventilator all of his life. They probably would have said, we don't have the strength to do that. God, no, we don't have the strength to do that. But on that day when He came, and the Word came that your son has an extremely rare disease, in that day, in that moment, when their world seemed to fall apart, God gave them strength for the day to make it through it. And had God, had someone showed them, had God revealed to them, well, not only is that going to be the case, but you're not going to be able to stay at home. You guys are going to have to live on the road. They would have said, there's, 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 that's not possible. That can't happen. There's, there's no way. But then the day came when God called him to preach and it became evident what it would mean. And as your day was, so was your strength. We're going to make it through, brothers and sisters. We're going to make it. There's some rough roads that we might have to cross together, but we're going to make it. God knows your days. And finally, put your shoes on, put your strength on, and third tonight, put your sword on. We don't see the sword in the text, but we do know as we read the remainder of the Word of God, that these people were preparing for battle. We have no doubt that this reference has direct reference to many of the battles that they would fight to take over the promised land. There was a reason that they were promised that they would have iron shoes and strength for the day because there was a sword to be put on. Here's what I really want the church to get tonight. Put your sword on. Don't be afraid of tomorrow or wherever it is that God leads you to go because strength will find you there. Put your sword on. There's work to be done. There's a battle to be fought. There's a war that's raging. Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I want to be somebody that puts my shoes on, that puts on the strength that God has given me, that puts on my sword and says, God, it might look bleak. I don't understand how you could use somebody like me to make a difference in a world that's so messed up, but I'm going to go and all of hell can come against me because in the day I believe, God, you're going to give me strength. I'm not going to worry about a year from now. I'm not going to think about all the heartache I'm going to have. I'm not going to think about all the pain I'm going to have to go through. But I'm going to trust you that God one day at a time, You're going to give me strength as I put on my shoes and I put on my strength and I put on my sword and I get about the work of the Lord. Church, there's going to be some days ahead that you're going to face. Strength will meet you there. Individually tonight, child of God, you as an individual, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl in this place, individually, there are going to be some things you're going to face. 
that if you thought about it now, you're not sure how you would make it. I want to tell you on the authority of the Word of God, strength will meet you there. Don't be afraid to put your sword on. Don't be afraid to gird up and be who God's called you to be. Don't be afraid to do the work that God's called you to do. Don't be afraid to take those risks, to stand out and do something for God. Strength will meet you there. In our church, brothers and sisters, if we keep doing what we're doing, God's going to keep moving us into greater territory to build His kingdom, to lift up His name, to bring people to Jesus. I'll tell you something, we're going to face some difficulties. We're going to face some hurdles. We're going to face some hard times. The devil will fight against everything that God wants to do. He has nothing else to do but still kill and destroy. That's all that is. It's all that he's concerned about. I'm going to tell you something. We band together. We walk this thing together. And in that day, whenever that day comes and whatever we face, strength will meet us there. Because as our day is, so shall our strength be. Child of God, I want you to hear it tonight. You've got the strength to make it. You can do it. Man, I've watched some of God's people just do incredible things. How'd you make it through that? They were strength of the day, that's how. How'd your life not fall apart? Well, it felt like it was, actually, but somehow, some way, I'm still here, I'm still alive, I'm still breathing, I'm still kicking, I'm still serving God, I'm still going to make it. Well, because there was strength for the day. The greater the battle, the more strength is needed. you want strength, you must accept the cost that comes with it. There is a battle. And the greater that battle is, the more strength that you'll need. I'm always ever cautious talking about in any descriptive way struggles in the roads that we've had to cross to get here. Because I don't want to give the impression that I'm whining. I'm not. And I'm not complaining. But I know that a lot of times people look at me and others in ministry and think, man, I want to be I want to be that way for God. I want to be that on fire for God. I want to make a difference with my life that that impacts people. And and I want to do that. I want to be that. Not necessarily a pastor. Not necessarily, you know, my exact role. But I just mean a life that that is devoted and all about God. You don't know what it took to get here. You don't know how hard it is sometimes, the things that we face. I've almost lost my mind doing this. And I'm not kidding. I have. Many of you do know that. I almost went crazy. The greater the battle, and the greater the greater the strength, 
is what you're going to have to have to fight a great battle. I thought about, I was thinking about this as Annette was giving her testimony. Traveling and doing the work of God. It's awesome. What an awesome testimony. What a blessed life. You wouldn't trade it for nothing. What she didn't tell you was, and she didn't tell me either, I don't have to ask her. She didn't tell you how hard it has been getting here. She didn't tell you about the days they've wondered how they were going to make it. How they are going to get enough gas in the tank to get down the road. What they were going to do to feed their kids. She didn't tell you about all the heartaches that come along with being involved in the battle. But God's been faithful. And as your day was, so was your strength, wasn't it? And as your day will be, so shall your strength be. Parsons family, would you come? Here's what I want you to know tonight, church. We need some brothers and sisters who are unafraid to go where supernatural strength will have to meet you there. That's what we need. We need some brothers and sisters who are unafraid to go where supernatural strength will have to meet you there. Church, we need some faith that says we can do this thing for God. We can accomplish great things for God. We can attempt great things for God. We can do what God's called us to do. Let's put our shoes on. Let's put our strength on. Let's put our swords on. And let's do something with the life that God has given us that will make a difference for all time and eternity. All of hell might come against you to stop you. All of hell might come against you to discourage you. But brother or sister, as your day is, so shall your strength be. It's time to put your shoes on. It's time to put your strength on. It's time to put your sword on and do the work of God with what life you have left. To those of you fighting the good fight of faith, don't put down your sword. Don't take off your shoes. Don't put off your strength. You see Jacob and his family traveling the world, preaching the gospel. What you don't see is what I saw a year ago as I went to his home and I talked to him. He's laid there. And he told me honestly, I thought I was going to die. He almost died twice a couple years, just about a year and a half ago. About a year ago. But as your day was, wasn't a whole lot more strength. It was just barely enough. It was just barely enough. Laid there in bed. He told me he went to sleep and he didn't think he was going to wake up. But he woke up. Jacob, don't put down the sword. Don't put down your strength. Don't take off your shoes. As your day is, so shall your strength be. Father, I pray that you move all across this room. I believe I've said everything you'd have me to say. God, thank You that as our day is, so shall our strength be. Lord, I pray Your Word tonight would go forth and encourage the hearts of Your people that we would be reminded that You never promised the road would be easy. You never promised that it would not be hard. 
but you promise strength for the day. Lord, move all across this room as heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this evening and the truth is you came in and you're lost. You need to be saved. You've never truly accepted the Lord as your Savior. You don't know what it is at all to have the strength of God on your side. I just want to plead with you. If that's you, would you be willing to put a hand up high and say, Preacher, pray for me. I need to be saved tonight. Is there one in this room? All right, church, would you look up here on a Sunday night? Nobody here has raised a hand that says they need to be saved. But I believe the message was for the church tonight. If God has spoken to your heart, maybe you just want to come and thank God for all the days that His strength has been there. Maybe you just want to come and thank God that you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the strength that you found in that day. Maybe you're afraid to put on the sword. God's telling you today's your day. Make up your mind. I'm praying that God calls people into ministry this week. I'm praying that God calls people to step up their life and make a difference for His kingdom. As they sing a song of invitation, whatever the need is in your life, these altars are open. If God's speaking to your heart, won't you come?